come almost to the completion of 2017. And we're still here to know about it. Many, many, even as soon as early this morning, some closed their eyes thinking about celebrating 2018. Some closed their eyes just thinking about celebrating today. But yet God has chosen us to still be around. You ever ask yourself why? You ever just wonder why me Lord? I can't give an answer for God but I can say this. It's not because of any wonderful thing that we have done. It's not that we're so holy and righteous that we're deserving. But I know his mercy and his grace is abundant enough that we're still here. And we should be interested and Seeking out as to why we're still here. One thought comes to mind is to evangelize this world. As the charge was given in Matthew 28. To go ye into all the world. Not to become caught up in the socializing and other aspects and distractions in this life, but we have work to do while it's yet day. Why? Because nighttime is rapidly approaching, folks. And when nighttime settles upon us, no man shall be able to work. So today we would like to talk about a topic. And the topic is time. Time. James says, go to now you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year. And buy and sell and get gain. That's what man says. Whereas you know not what shall be on tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeared for a little time. And then vanishes away. Many of you have been cooking, getting ready for a big Christmas meal. You've been around that stove. You've been baking here and boiling there. And you can't help but to have noticed at one point in time, 
the steam, the vapor that comes up from that pot. How long did it last? Not long. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. In other words, you think you're running things and you think you have control of this thing called time. When the truth of the matter is, you don't. You don't. I don't. Let's talk about time. Today is the 358th day of 2017. Think about that for a moment. 358th day of 2017. God has awakened us to enter into the first day of the last full week of 2017. This is the last full week of this year. Today is the first day of the week. How did we get here? God. Not that beep on your watch. Not that radio that clicked on at a certain time. Not a text message, not a phone call. But God woke us up this morning to awaken, to enter into the first day of the last full week of 2017. God has allowed us to enter into the 11th hour of the first day of the last full week. Of 2017. I barely made it because it's almost 12. <laughs> but we are in to the 11th hour of the first day of the week of the last full week of 2017. How did we get here? God! As the clock ticks, the time fades into the past. Never to be seen or regained again. That's the thing about time. When it goes by, it's gone. Time, like a vapor, it vanishes. Life, like a vapor, it vanishes also. When you reflect on the 357 days God has granted you this year, how many of them were totally and truly lived to his glory? 357 days. We're not even talking about today. 357 days God has given us this year that we have lived. Just talking about 2017. How many of them were totally and truly lived to his glory? 
to His glory. Or has this year been about you? Well, why should it be about you when you're supposed to be dead in Christ? Colossians 3. If I'm dead in Christ, why would I seek glory? How many days were stolen from God because of worldly demands and distractions in your life? Well, how can I love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength? How can I be dead in Christ, but yet still be the servant of worldly demands and distractions? It can't happen. So we have a problem with time management. If the truth be told. I can't please God by being distracted and giving in to worldly demands. Because I'm charged to love God with all my heart. All my heart. Not some of my heart. If I only love God with some of my heart, it leaves the door open for something or somebody else to steal from it. Because there's something else lingering out there that could get my attention. But to be true to God, I must love Him with all. All. Just like marriage. All is beautiful and sweet when you first start. But then you get on down that road, you start, you might hit a little bump or dip. And you say, <laughs> but you got to give all. Because holding back, not giving all, will cause a crack in the foundation. You leave your marriage vulnerable. Just like you leave your relationship with God vulnerable because of worldly demands and distractions. Brother May, what are worldly demands? Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. Pride of life. Jobs. Recreation. Socializing. All kind of things that how can that hold such a high respect in your life when God's supposed to be the main focus. Mm. It's quiet this morning. How many days were stolen from God because of laziness, poor planning, blaming others, etc.? How much time do we steal from God? And I use the term steal because God blesses us to awaken, to be alive. To serve Him. And yet we will take what God has given. And misuse it. For the purpose of glorifying ourselves. Or seeking our own <coughs> glory. And gain for ourselves. Rather than to glorify God and serve Him. Why is it the time that we're that we've been given being utilized to glorify God. 
Well, some folks are just lazy. Looking for somebody else to do everything else. Some are just poor planners. Some of us just fly by the seat of our pants. Whichever way the wind blows, we, we ride with it. But how can I please God and be a good steward of the time that God has blessed me with without being a good planner? And some are just blamers. We complain and blame when it don't get done and somebody does it. We complain and blame because they did it. I won't even waste no more time on that. How many days of the 357 were without a proper diet? Spiritually. Yeah. Now, Sister Tiffany, I'm not talking about you. I want to make sure it's clear. Alright? I'm not talking about it. It's good for some of us. We need to lose weight. I'll be the first to raise my hand. But it won't happen before this holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but how is it we can put so much focus on this physical body. But yet we will starve ourselves if it were possible to call defects for the malnutrition that goes on in so many homes, so many households. Because number one, we as parents don't study as we should. We don't study with our children and we don't even encourage our children to study God's word. So how many days of the 357 were without a proper spiritual diet? Man, I would hate to think the number. But we can find our way to Wendy's. We can find our way to Burger King, DQ, Truett, Chick-fil-A. We can find our way to the devil's. Boar's head. Oh, all that good stuff. We make sure this physical body gets what it desires and needs. But what does Jesus say in Matthew 4 and 4? Man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but by what? That proceeded from the mouth of God. How many of the 357 days did we enjoy with a well-balanced spiritual diet. And we wonder why people perceive us to be so moody. Shift with the wind. Personality dysfunction and, and Everything that you can mention except a Christian. Well, folks, if your diet isn't right, you can't be right. If you're not feeding upon what is needed to be well balanced, how can you be in a good mood? I don't know about you. I, I share it all the time. When I'm hungry, I don't want to be bothered with anybody. Let me eat first. 
After I eat, I'm good. And another problem is many of our households, we haven't developed the mentality in our children as well as ourselves to be hungry, mm -hmm. to hunger for the work. Therefore, we don't study because we don't see a need for the word. Mm -hmm. And if I don't see a need for the word, I'm going to live by bread alone. Mm -hmm. But Jesus said, that's not how man should live. Right. So it brings about a problem in our lives. How can God be glorified through cheating, neglect, and distraction? Mm -hmm. What have I done with these 357 days? I cheated on some, neglected on others, and I allowed distractions of this world to draw me away on others. But how can God be glorified if all of this is going on in my walk? How many people departed this life without hearing a word of God from you? I didn't say from somebody. Because we, we came to a consensus. We buried somebody. Somebody's dead. So we, we, don't, we don't say somebody ought to because... Somebody, that, that member called somebody, they never step up. They never show up. The only thing that member that used to worship him named somebody would do, they leave things undone. How many people departed this life without hearing a word of God from you? Isn't it amazing? We'll, we'll take off from work. We'll make all kinds of plans and do all sorts of things to go to a funeral. And we put so much emphasis on going to the funeral where folks, you can't help them after they're dead. The emphasis needs to shift while they yet live. Where it may be a chance of doing some good. Why do we put so much emphasis on the dead when there's nothing we can do about the dead? But yet, while we live, while God wakes us up every day, we neglect, we're distracted, we allow things to distort our vision so that we don't understand the true purpose of why God have us here today. We say that we will go here into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. That's what we say. But the last time I checked, you're not the sustainer of life. There's someone above you and above me. 
What have you done this year? To even try to bring somebody to Christ. Out of these 357 days. You can say, well, I, I, I sent a text message. Is that the best you can do? Huh? I'm, I'm not knocking. I'm just simply saying, have you become so complacent? That's the most, that's the greatest effort you can see yourself reaching out to do. To help someone avoid eternal damnation? Just sending a text message? <clears throat> How important was our souls in the eyes of God? Here's the question I want you to answer this morning. How important was our souls in the eyes of God? Well, I can answer that. John 3, 16. Well, he so loved the world yes, sir. that he gave his only begotten son. God could have continued using the prophets and just said, hey, y'all better straighten up. Y'all better repent. Y'all better do this. But God saw uh, he had a passion and a love so strong for you, for me. That he offered up his only begotten son and whom had no sin. The perfect sin sacrifice. So if God's love was so, so, so deep and so powerful, so strong, for us while we were yet sinners how much more appreciation and love should we have for the loss after God doing so great of a work in us how much did Jesus love us how much did he love his father that he was willing to leave heaven to come to earth to dwell as a man in the flesh. That his father be glorified but at the same time that he carry out the works that would eventually reconcile us back unto God. Even death didn't deter him. And seeking to glorify his father. And yet at the same time. To bring sinful man. Back unto God. My question this morning. Of the 357 days. Is a text message. The best you can offer. Is that the best. We could bring to the table. And comparing the love God has shown for us. And is this the best we can offer in reciprocating that love and demonstrating that love? Folks, Jesus got involved in people's lives. Let me say that again. Jesus got involved in people's lives. 
be standoffish and serve you when you're hurt. I, 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 I can't be standoffish. Comfort you from a distance. We need to get involved in people's lives. Jesus, when he walked this earth, he was involved in people's lives. He was accused of a lot of things, and what I love about the life of Jesus, he won concern about trying to stick with one classification a category of people. Yeah, All right. oh, the downtrodden and the wretched, he offered them something. There were those that were called dogs. But I know a story as he said it as well and held a conversation with this woman. And this woman said, why are you even talking to me. <laughs> if I could paraphrase, you, you, you know your kind don't look at us and highly esteem us. And, and, and to really blow her mind, he said, woman, give me a drink. Give me something to drink. But we're, 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 we're called and perceived as dogs. Jesus had something for everybody. Jesus has something for us. And the gift he has offered, that gift of salvation, through him, we could sit here and say, we are saved. But are we to be selfish about it? I pray not. How concerned should we be about others? We should be just as concerned. Because the only way people are going to know we are truly his disciples is the love we demonstrate. 357 days have passed, folks. We, we won't even go back the year before. We'll just go back 357. Can it justify you at the judgment today? Something to think about because you know what? We don't know how much more time we have. And the Bible says our works will follow us into the judgment. So in these 357 days, will it help us or hinder us? <clears throat> From hearing, well done. That's the question. That's my lesson. Stop taking time for granted. You're, you're, you're not here 
to seek out and, and, and accomplish great accolades to be uh, commended by the world and the worldly works and the deeds. You're here to serve God. You didn't need to be a member of the Church of Christ to be worldly and consumed by worldly deeds and accomplishments. But God granted you the gift of salvation. That there is something far greater going on or should be going on in our lives than worldly accolades. Glorifying God. That's what should be important in our lives. Because whether you know it or not or whether you want to accept it or not, you're going to die one day. How much you love fishing, how hard of a worker you were on your job, how many promotions and all of this other stuff, you know what? It won't matter. The preacher said, let us hit a conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Mm -hmm. Keep his commandments. For this is the what? The whole duty. Of man. Well if fearing God and keeping his commandments. It's the whole duty. Nothing else really matters. Because time is. Going to run out. And the Bible says. Hebrews 9 27. For it's appointed unto man. What? Wants to die and after the death, the judgment. And what's going to follow us into the judgment? Our works. So if heaven was contingent upon what you've done in the past 357 days, will you make it in today? Will you make it? Will you make it? Well, you know, brother, man, I didn't ask you that. Will you make it? Well, you know, brother, man, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. This is a simple yes or no. And you know the answer. But look at how great God is. He's giving you time to get it right. You may have messed up all 357 you may have messed up 250 out of the 357. You may have messed up 356. But God is giving you an opportunity today to get it right. And you will walk out of here today not having to be concerned what you've done in the past. Because that blood, all oh, that blood, It can bring you back into fellowship and it can make things right. <coughs> I pray you'll consider. I pray even more that you will do what you need to do to get right with God. What's our song, Adore? 98. Page 98 is the invitation song. It's your song today. The angels in heaven are waiting to rejoice over your decision to get it right with God because time is of the essence. Let us together stand. Oh, to Jesus, Jesus.